Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. It's a beautiful Thursday night. Uh, you know, we just had a program with the little children, with the little kiddies, shining stars. Oh, they were, they were just too much, too, 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 too much. But of course, it's time for our topic this night, this evening, and that is kidnapping human trafficking you know it's happening around uh the world my beloved beautiful listeners you know how many times we hear how many seconds how many hours children are being kidnapped you know i was reading today before i cross over to my beloved fadila to start hazrat malana salim karim and of course our beloved haji riaz khan that is uh, hamza khan's daddy you know i was reading today that the university of johannesburg says 55.5 percent of all traffic that are happening are female 44.4 percent are male and you can you can just imagine you can just reflect you can just ponder and think what's happening around our country what's happening around the world are we safe are we not safe let's cross over to my beloved fadila to ustad hazrat malana salim karim damad barakatuhum ustad assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Listening to your Mubarak voice, Ustad, of course. Couldn't be better. And how are you, Ustad? How's the family in Ladysmith? Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, I want to say Mubarak ba to the little kids. SubhanAllah. They, I think they energized you, Rana. <laughs> and so cute of them, really. If you look at those Masung children, the smile, the voice, and the confidence, Rana, they outshine you and me. Allah, Allah, Allah has kept such, you know, beauty in children. Mm. And today, what are we doing? Ustad, you're breaking up, so I think maybe we'll have to call you on the other number because I can't hear you at all. Uh, we can't hear you at all. Okay. Let's, let's try the other number. I don't yes. know what's wrong with my phone, but let's try the other number. Okay, uh, inshallah, we're going to ask Brother Lokolo, inshallah, to get hold of our beloved senior Fadila Tulustad. You know, and as Ustad was saying regarding about our little beautiful Masum children, and I was just going to say this, you know, that uh, nowadays, nowadays, we have noticed in South Africa that a lot of what? A lot of prominent businessmen are being abducted. And you know, you know what happened quite a few few weeks back with our beloved uh, brother in Islam, Haji Hamza uh, Khan. You know, also recently we have seen that video circulating of a young man who's a drug addict and he tried to kidnap a child from the restaurant. I think everyone saw that video. It's causing a lot of panic. It's causing a lot of anger in people. I want to ask the listeners one question. How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect our children? A minute to nine o'clock. Uh, let's cross over to our beloved Honorable Mulana Salim Karim Fadila to Ustad. Ustad, are you there with me? Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mulana, how are you? Alhamdulillah, Ustad. Said. Oh. Listening to this interview, and this is what we call Ahlullah. <laughs> Sometimes Allah Ta'ala brings the pious people to the forefront. <laughs> Because you are so well connected with Allah, it's a secret. But sometimes for Ibra, mm. for the Ummah to learn, that when you, فَإِذَا أَزَمْتَ فَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ That when you make a firm decision, place your trust in Allah. تَوَكَّلْتُ عَلَى الْحَيِّ الَّذِي لَا يَمُوتُ And mashallah, 
The name Hamza is Isma Ba Musamma. Mm. That what a beautiful meaning of Hamza, Rasulullah's uncle. And if you read the history of Hadrat Hamza, radiallahu ta'ala, Allahu Akbar, mm-hmm. you'll cry. You know, when they assaulted Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, some of the uncles of Rasulullah, he came to know about it. And he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, give me permission. I will behead them for what they have done to you. Mm-hmm. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you know, Hamza, what will make me happy? Do you know? Instead of you assaulting them and hitting them, inshallah, if you read the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammad mm. Rasulullah, that will bring the greatest joy to me. So that is why also we learn one thing, is that keep a good name for your child. And the beautiful qualities of the individual's name that you keep, mm. Allah automatically brings it into you. That's one. Mm-hmm. Number two, as I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings to the fore the piety, the yaqeen, the tawakkul of people. Mm. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ We all are going to go through a test. This Allah has made it a rule. وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ Definitely. We are going to test you a wee bit. How? وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ through, the, through fear, will instill fear. Min al-khawfi wal-ju'a, Allah Ta'ala says, through poverty, starvation, and mm. hunger. Wa naqsim min al-amwal. Your whole property will be destroyed overnight mm. in a split second. Allah Ta'ala says, we will test. Wa naqsim min al-amwali wal-anfus. In a split second, the whole family is wiped out. A few minutes ago, they were all rejoicing. Mm. And yet it was an accident. And in a split second, everybody is gone. So Allah is going to test you and me. So what should be our reaction? As Haji Riyasab said, well, mm. we placed this trust in Allah. He took to the Musalla. This is the sunnah of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa Whatever your calamity is, whatever your difficulty is, sure. whatever your challenge is, Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whenever he was faced with a situation, he rushed to the musalla. And rightfully, that's exactly what Hadir Yal had done and placed his trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you look at Hamza, what a fascinating, that irrespective of whatever the circumstances are, I won't miss my namaz. He made tayammum, fine, because he was restricted. They must have tied him up. Allah Allahu Akbar. And we're not going into the details of what happened in those five days. See, it's very traumatic. It's not nice to speak about it. He has to heal. The family mm. has to heal. And the only best way to do that is come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we must make dua. Ghaibana dua from anywhere in the world. All the listeners that are listening out there. Allah protect us also. Allah pa grant the family afiyat. Allah grant the family protection. Insha'Allah mm. al-Adeed. Mm. Ya Latifam Bihalkihi, Ya Alimam Bihalkihi, Ya Khabiram Bihalti, Ultofina, Ya Latifu, Ya Alimu, Ya Khabir. Allahu Akbar. Hadrat Khidr Allah Nabina, some say he was a Nabi of Allah, Hadrat Khidr Allah Nabina, some say he's a Wali. But 
one of the pious servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given this dua to somebody who was in distress. Ya latifan bi khalqihi. Ya aliman bi khalqihi. Ya khabiran bi khalqihi. Ultuf bina. Ya latifu. Ya alimu. Ya khabiru. Every dua is kicked out. Inshallah. Read this dua. Ad-du'awu miftawur rahma. Tonight is the night of dua. Tonight is for you to open your heart and spread your hands out and beg Allah. And this is the power of Surah Fatiha that you and I read every day. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Haq, Ustad. Haq. Wallahi. Whatever stress you have, whatever difficulty. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. Bari ta'ala. We worship thee and thee alone. And only thee and thee alone do we ask for help. When you place your trust in Allah, Rabbul Alameen, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ هَيْسُ لَا يَحْسَسُ You see the 200,000 rand that was taken away or whatever it is. Allah will replace it with more than a million. I'm not going to even stipulate figures here because it was for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave إِنَّ اللَّهَ اشْتَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Allah has purchased your life. Allah is buying your life. Inna Allah ashtara min al-mu'minina. See, Allah is buying from the billion. Their wealth and their selves. Bi anna lahumul jannah. Because this life and wealth, we have to give it to Allah. We have to sacrifice it in His part. And insha'Allah, in return, Allah shall give you jannah. So great lessons for us to learn, Mawlana. Really, tomorrow, it can be our turn. Yes, Ustad. Mm. So what precaution should we make? And exactly Hajiriya said, read your salah on time. Connect with Allah. Turn to Allah. Mm. Two things do. Allah will protect you. Wallahi mulana. One is sidke maqal. You know, speak the truth all the time. Allah will always help you. Mm. And number two, akli halal. When you eat halal, Allah Rabbul Alameen protects you from the unseen. Special favors come upon you. Two things. You want your dua to hit the mark. And the other important thing. You see, Ajisab was saying, I was reading Salat with Tasbih. Mm. I was crying to Allah. His mother was crying. His wife was crying. And that's what Allah loves. And especially the dua of parents is accepted by Allah. Allah Rabbul Alameen has promised acceptance. The dua of a Muslim is accepted. Irrespective who the Muslim is, kafir or non-kafir. If you oppress him and he raises his hands to Allah Rabbul Alameen, mm. you are doomed. And there is no veil and parda when a mother and a father raise their hand to Allah. So it shows that our children are an amanat from Allah. See? A very nice saying, inshaAllah al-Aziz, no matter how grown up they are, no matter your son or your daughter can be 40 years old, 50 years old, no matter how grown up they are, when your child hurt, you hurt. Was that at that moment, Hajiria says, they asked for five million Ustad. I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to put myself in that situation, Ustad. And Allah gave him the courage to tell the kidnappers, 
I don't have that much of money, Ustad. Because he was speaking the truth. Ya Allah. This is the power of speaking the truth. Allahu Akbar. He could have lied. He could have said anything to save his life, son. He said the honest truth. I don't have the money. I don't have that sum of money. That's why I said earlier on, Sidqe Maqal, speak the truth. Whatever it is, if you have to give your life, speak sure. the truth. And see how Allah puts it. Because in that moment, Murana, you are so, so bewildered. You are so much in, in problems and worries and stress and panic. Murana, you can blurt out anything. But you see, when Allah, when you, when you are in control, you read your salah, Allah is giving you the, the hidden strength. Mm. Nobody can explain, no psychologist can explain that, Murana. This is fazli ilahi. This is the fazl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is showing the ummah that whatever your difficulty is, you see Rasulullah on the Battle of Badr, mm-hmm. only 313 Sahaba, 313. Allahu Akbar. And the enemy is more than a thousand, well equipped. Rasulullah went into sajda and cried to Allah. He cried so much on that Muslim. Allah, if this small group of Sahaba are destroyed and killed, Allah, who's going to take the name of Islam? Who's going to spread the message of Islam? He cried the whole night in sujood. And Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala went there eventually. Mm-hmm. He told mm-hmm. Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, bas Ya Rasulullah, stop it. You have cried enough to Allah, Rabbullah. And then who Allah sent? Allah sent angels to fight with the Sahaba Ikram and they mm. destroyed him. Sahaba Ikram said, we saw people dressed in white. We don't know who they are, but they were just fighting. Alhamdulillah. And Allah gave victory. Mm. The power of dua again. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allah. Ustad, before we, uh, before we cross over to Brother Craig, who, who is a psychologist, uh, uh, a criminologist, psychologist, uh, he is online with us. Haji uh, uh, Riaz was saying, Ustad, that... Uh, there were 12 people involved in total, including the police. Ustad, 12 people in total. Allah Ta'ala blinds them. Ya Allah. Hamim, Ain, Kaf, Haya, Ain, Sad, Ifayatuna, Hamim, Ain, Sin, Kaf, Himayatuna, Fasayak, Fikahumullah. You come with one million too. But when Allah wants to protect you, then nobody can die. So the whole world can plot against you, Mulana. But if Allah doesn't will it, nothing will happen to you. Allahu Akbar, Ya Allah. Well, it's uh, 11 minutes after 9 uh, Central African time. We do have uh, our beloved uh, guest, and that is uh, uh, Brother Craig. And he is our psychologist. He will be guiding us through uh, through these uh, events, you know, whatever is happening here in South Africa as well. So uh, I'm going to go quickly for the Isha Azan. Uh, let's go for the Azan. Quickly after the Azan, we're going to cross over to, uh, to Brother uh, Craig. And I see a lot of listeners are very, very upset. One listener says, I hope that all the kidnappers get the most severe punishment. Uh, this is from Durban. I've got another listener from uh, UK. He says, but uh, what are the government doing about all this? Our children are no more safe. But anyway, anyway, 
uh, we will be interacting with the listeners as well. We'll go for a quick azan. When we come back, we're going to cross over to our guest, uh, Brother Craig. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jamaa. 17 minutes after 9 South African time, you are tuning and listening to the discussion. And our topic this evening is on kidnapping and human trafficking. And of course, uh, we are fighting for time. Uh, we just got a bit delayed there because uh, our phone lines was just giving us a bit of a problem. But of course, now we're back on and we still need to speak to our beloved brother in Islam. And that is Salim Badat. Uh, who is also on hold. We will be calling him in a few minutes' time, inshallah. But anyway, uh, we spoke to Haji Riaz Khan, uh, the father of Hamza Khan, who was kidnapped about two weeks ago. Well, and then we spoke to our beloved Fadila Tulustad, who gave us some beautiful input and advice. So let's go to uh, one of our psychologists, very, very well known, and that is Craig, uh, Craig Traub. Craig, good evening. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me on the show. How are uh, you? Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, it's very, very sad just uh, listening to what's actually happening here in South Africa with our own people, you know. So maybe maybe just before we, we, we ask you a few questions, if you perhaps maybe could just give us a small introduction about yourself. Craig? Um, sure. Uh, I'm a criminologist and clinical psychologist in Johannesburg. Okay. Um, I've worked in several places, Department of Correctional Services, um, military briefly, mm-hmm. um, Department of Health naturally. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, Craig, many, many listeners are with you this evening. They, uh, they are listening to you. I see I've got a very angry, a very angry sister from uh, Madrid. And she says, why can't we take the law uh, into our own hands? So before, before Craig gives us an answer, let's go to, uh, to, to Craig. Craig, we have seen a spike in human trafficking cases and kidnapping recently here in South Africa. What factors can we say are the cause of this? Craig? I, I think it's very difficult to, to narrow down a single cause. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I have seen recently mm-hmm. um, is that due to COVID and uh, several other economic issues, those who make money off human trafficking, and mm-hmm. it is a, about a 2.3 trillion rand industry, wow. um, just to, just to terribly say it like that, um, the, the, the need for financial resources may contribute towards the increase in human trafficking as well as other, as well as other um, criminal activity. Mm, 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 mm. So, 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 so what really goes on uh, in the mind of uh, these uh, kidnappers, these traffickers? Uh, do they really have hearts, uh, Craig? Do they have an inner conscience? What drives a person to commit such atrocities, Craig? Um, I, I, I would say that technically, physiologically, they do have a heart, right? Uh-huh. But, but there's other, the other things going on. The extent to which someone can watch someone else's suffering and feel okay mm-hmm. and sleep well is what might play a role here. So there's, there's several different things that could be going on mm-hmm. in, in the mind of, of a human trafficker. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at, at very basic, 
there could be at least three things. There could be some elements of guilt, mm-hmm. and maybe quashed by drugs or what have you, so the guilt can, can be uh, eliminated in that way or suppressed in that way. Mm-hmm. And that, another person without a conscience can go, well, this is just business. I'm just making money, and we all need to make money, and that's the reasons that they tend to give. Another group of people could be, well, I actually get pleasure out of this. I I get to demonstrate dominance and power over the life of another human being. Um, I get to treat them like cattle. And for some people, their their pleasure center does light up in their brain. So it it depends on the particular human trafficker, Mm -hmm. to be fair. Uh, uh, Craig, I, I don't know if you heard the interview just before this about uh, 45 minutes ago. We spoke to uh, the father of Hamza, uh, who was kidnapped about two weeks ago. You know, so I just want to ask you uh, regarding the kidnappers. I mean, uh, do they choose? The, do they choose the person who they're going to kidnap, or they just take a chance? Because uh, uh, brother Ria just told us they wanted five million. Uh, Craig, it do, it does depend on what the motive is. If if it's um, financial kidnapping. Yeah. Typically, they're choosing a person on purpose. Uh-huh. So it's, it's it's more of a preferential choice as opposed to an opportunistic kind of choice. That person just happens to be there. Mm. Usually, it's more planned. There's mm-hmm. a preference, particularly if there's a financial motive involved, mm. because they want to be able to make sure that the person uh, can actually pay. Otherwise, the whole thing is pointless, and the risk is not worth it for them. Mm. There's a listener just said, "Yeah, there's yeah. They, 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 can I ask a question to to, 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 to the psychologist? G G G Ustad. How did how do you identify people like this, these kidnappers? Is there any special type of behavior or behavioral pattern that they really show that indicates that these are people who do these types of trafficking and hijacking? And unfortunately, there isn't anything specific or there isn't any kind of giveaway mm-hmm. um what what you would actually want to look out for is the very thing that you wouldn't think you would want to look out for so the thing that you would want to look out for to be perfectly frank mm-hmm. is someone who's very charming and very kind and that is something that we wouldn't ordinarily look out for we would look out for some stereotype we have in our head perhaps of of someone who might do something horrible like this but the truth is is that this is more of a charm lull you into a false sense of security Mm. type of situation but when it comes to the kidnapping of children as opposed to the kidnapping of adults Mm -hmm. there can be a, a bit of a difference there as well um but really we would want to just be mindful of someone who's just overly familiar and overly charming that's what we should be more wary of. Mm. Somebody, uh, somebody says here, yeah, uh, Molana Salim, and of course uh, to Brother Craig, uh, this message coming on 084 on our WhatsApp number, it says, I would like to remain anonymous uh, to Brother Craig. I'm from Johannesburg. I'm not allowed to give the place where I live. Three days ago, I had th- threatening calls that they want to kidnap my little sister. So now we decided and we have planned to move else to move elsewhere. Anonymous sister, Craig. That's that's mm. absolutely awful. Um, mm-hmm. 
It it does depend on what's happening there. I, I think I would want to know more information. Mm-hmm. Um, does does this person know this person? Is is it a voice call? Do they have the voice recording? Mm. Um, is it do can they think of anyone who would actually want to do this? Is it a form of punishment? Is it a retaliation? Is it a financial hostage type of situation? What 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 are we what are we looking at? We need a lot more detail here to sort of work off, but I absolutely empathize with this person's fear because that's absolutely terrifying. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know the age of the person that is is being, um, there's a threat of abduction here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's personal. I don't know if it's business. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, there's too much unknown here mm, mm, um, for me to give a, a, a fair or clear kind of position, mm-hmm. I think. Manana well, Salim, so, your, your, your input to start? On a, from an Islamic perspective, we need to take the necessary precaution to protect our life, mm-hmm. our families, and our children. You know, th- these people, I call them the scums of the earth, mm. really. They're dogs, scavengers. They, 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 they apply on innocent people. Why don't they just find a job and do something? They have mothers, they have sisters, they have daughters, they have children. They have no insaniyat in them. They have no humanity in them. There is no kindness in them. They are worse than animals. It, you know, they, really, they are the scums of this earth. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you go and work and earn a decent salary and look after your family? And why go and harm innocent children? Why do you want to bring trauma? You know, mm-hmm. as human beings, irrespective of religion, creed, and color, we are all one family. Yes. We need to love each other. We need to respect each other. We need to protect each other. And these are the elements who bring such a disgrace, not only to South Africa, but the whole human race. Mm. That mm. They go about selling children. Can you imagine? Mm. So for, for that family, really, it's, it's a trauma. They don't know when the next minute the tragedy can strike. So they need to take the necessary precaution, as the, the psychologist just said to us, mm. that he needs more information as to what is the motive of these people. Mm. But we have to be on guard 24 hours. It's said that we have to live in a country where we're supposed to have freedom of movement, freedom of speech, and freedom of basically everything. Now, I'm every step that I take, I need to have a bodyguard, I need to have dogs in my property, I need cameras, I need CCTV cameras. Is this how we want to live our life? Mm. Mm-hmm. Just because of greed. You know, mm-hmm. as as, as uh, our psychologist said, the reason, you know, what is the main cause of these hijackers and this abductors? What is, why do they do these things? Number one is unemployment, as he had mentioned earlier on. Number two is poverty. As he just said, because of the lockdown, see what we are experiencing. Good people, rich people, good business-earning people, unfortunately, have all had to surrender and now they're looking for help. Illiteracy. They have no knowledge of what is, what is insaniyat, what is humanity. They, I, I think they come from a home which is broken. There, is, there was no love in their home. The parents did not instill value in them. They don't know how to love and care for a fellow human being. And sometimes because of religion, sometimes because of greed, and sometimes because of politics, and sometimes because of corruption. These are some of the factors why these scums of the earth do these types of activities. Mm. Subhanallah, subhanallah. 
Uh, I've got a question here from uh, from Mauritius, uh, Ustad, and to Brother Craig. Yeah. It says, uh, sorry about that, it says, uh, to Brother Craig, every police station, there is a criminal. How is that going to change? Because our brother Rias Khan's son was two cops that picked them up. Every adult kidnappers, the cops are involved. Brother Craig. Yeah, I, th I think that, I think it's a fair point, and I, and um, what Salim was saying is incredibly important. So perhaps I can just touch on that very quickly, and then move to the idea of of law enforcement. Um, in terms of of what would stop someone from doing something so horrific, well, that that does require a level of empathy, right? If we had to sort of boil it down to, I suppose, one very simplistic term, but on on there's a continuum of empathy. So empathizing means putting yourself into someone else's position, even mm -hmm. if you've never been in that position. Some people can do that with complete strangers across the planet. Other people can only do that one degree back and with someone who they share a broader mm -hmm. um, uh, attribute with. And some people, they can only share empathy for their own neighborhood, mm -hmm. family, or even only themselves. And what you would probably find is that the less empathy someone has, the more they would be willing to do because there's nothing really stopping them. Um, empathy is almost like an internal police officer. Mm -hmm. it's, al it's almost like that voice inside of you or, or p potentially outside of you that goes, uh, no, don't do this. This is not okay or this might hurt someone. Mm -hmm. This is not right. Um, not you might go to jail or consequences might happen to you. I mean, this is not okay. This might hurt someone else. And I think that's where it does overlap into this idea of law enforcement and legislation. Where, where there is legislation, so in South Africa, sort of a newly established mm -hmm. type of law is the Prevention and Combating of Trafficking in Persons, I think it's Act Number 7 of 2013. But the, but the actual implementation of that law is, is sort of nowhere near where it needs to be. And because stats are so, so varied and slim and mm. vague. Um, the age ranges vary all over the place, uh, between 12 and 19 or 20 and 25 or 30 and 35. It's all over the place. So because this is such a hidden thing, um, it is so difficult to actually pin down. And mm -hmm. if it's so difficult to pin down, then it's very difficult to create legislation mm -hmm. or at least the implementation of that legislation. Um, and, and as uh, Salim already said, when you do have uh, poverty-stricken areas, when you do have uh, discrimination, um, when you do have, uh, say, lack of education, when you do have these things, unfortunately, mm. there's a greater possibility of targeting. And if there's a greater possibility of targeting, there might also be a greater possibility where there isn't enough... Um, focus mm. and that's why i like your show is that that there's there's a greater focus on places that might not otherwise gain mm -hmm. focus um mm. and otherwise in that case there may be less uh involvement from law enforcement or concern from law enforcement unless they really really have to or unless it's a area that is a bit more affluent or, or um popular mm. that kind of thing mm. somebody says here yeah, that uh I think maybe it could be for sex slavery. 
just tell Molana Salim and to Brother Craig. Uh, and it says here, we should set an example to these guys and show them that they cannot take advantage of us. Ustad. I, 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 I want to come I, I, in here now. I'm going to ruffle okay. some feathers here now. Mm -hmm. As much as these criminals are having a field day, uh -huh. we as parents, we as society, are we playing our role in the total protection and security of our children? This is a very important question. Mm -hmm. Do I have my kids under my control, under my civilian? Or I have given them freedom. They can go, associate, go where they want. And obviously, you're going to become a soft target. We also, as parents, need to know the whereabouts of our children. Yes. And Monona, you'll find that sometimes kids, they run away from home. There's a problem at home. This is another point that why do these children get kidnapped? I'm just saying. I'm not saying all the kids. But this is also one of the important points that we need to understand as parents. Are we doing enough for the protection of the integrity, wealth, and life of my family? Mm. Are we doing enough? Yes, we, we need the police to do their job. We need government legislation to help, mm -hmm. whatever it is. We need the, the criminal justice system to come in. Mm -hmm. But I think we all need to play a vital role to make this thing workable. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult. You can't fight this battle alone, Mulana. So let's look at the reality of, of this child abduction. Why? What happened? So one of the points is written that kids, they run away from home. There's fights at home with mm -hmm. parents, arguments. So they leave the house and they go. Or there's a misunderstanding with the parents. And the child leaves. He's vulnerable, one. Mm -hmm. And they are taken away by family members. You'll find most of the time, I'm sure Brian will agree with me, that lots of time in this kidnapping and abduction is some people who are known, not so much so outsiders. They know the whereabout. They know the, the wealth of the parents. They know the weak points. They know the loopholes. So sometimes, mostly, this is planned, and you find family members are involved in this. I'm not saying in all instances. Or acquaintances. And 25% of the kids are taken away by strangers. This is another sad point. Some of the perpetrators are people that are known to us. They are close to us. They are family members. So you cannot just leave your child and give him or her the freedom to be going where they want, give them money, let them go and enjoy their lives. Mm. Unfortunately, we're living in a different country. I'm sorry to say this. You know, I was thinking about the other day, the minister of police, yeah. Mm -hmm one of the greatest uh, authorities in the country, but he also needs bodyguards. <laughs> so if he needs bodyguards, how much more the citizens of South Africa need protection? Mm -hmm. So just on a lighter note, yeah, just on a lighter note. Mm -hmm. And the other important things about our kids, Monana, anything can happen in any circumstances. So we need to know something, the history of our children. When these children are abducted and when they are kidnapped, when we, the police needs information, do we have information on hand? Do we know the height of our children? Do we know the weight of our children? Do we know the color of their eyes? Do we have a clear photograph of them? Because in the first 12 hours, you need to act. And Alhamdulillah, in Haji Yaz's cases, mashallah, the police were on the go. 
the security company and intelligence, we're all on, 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 on in action. So these are important things that helps the police also. And have an ID, mm. photograph, well taken every six months. And also have your children's fingerprints taken. Sometimes it helps the police and investigating office. Mm. Unfortunately, where we're supposed to be free and there was no need for this, unfortunately, we have to take this precaution. Mm.